This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo, as usual. And to you, I say hello. <laughs> Howdy do, Graham. How's life? Ah, Jojo, we're doing all right. Enjoy. We're doing all right. We are starting the second leg of our uh, European trip. Yes. And as I told you today, it has been a shitty day. <laughs> <laughs> that just sucks. Well, that just sucks. We are about to make it work out, aren't we? Yeah. 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 That's what we do, man. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, but I mean, once we've we settled and we we got into the hotel and stuff, we realize, hey, this isn't that bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the the thing is like things start out terrible, but then once you get like some food in you and some alcohol and some whatever else, since you're in Amsterdam, you know, and you're in a and you get into your nice hotel room, then it's like, okay, I can I can let the rest go and just just chill. Can I tell you something? I'm so looking forward to the whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be amazing. It's a place where, you know, you probably don't, you will never need to drive. <laughs> There's a tram for everything, or you can just have a bike for the entire day. Yeah. But yeah. I'd be perfectly fine with slow walking. <laughs> Zombie walking. <laughs> There's a reason that the locals only bike and walk and tram. <laughs> yeah. And the tram has have this big ass like bell that you'd know that coming, even if you're high as a motherfucker, you know to stop. <laughs> because, do you know what I mean? I mean, no. There's there's a bell, you know. Yeah. Like, if you get run over, dude, it is your fault. <laughs> it's your damn fault. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this, Jojo. Speaking of everything and uh, of, of nothing, <laughs> let me ask you this. What did you watch this week? What did I watch this week? You know, I'm unprepared for this segment. For whatever reason, it went out of my head that we, it was something we, we normally do. So I'm like all discombobulated. I'll have to come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so last weekend, which I was, well, no. Yeah. So at the beginning of last week, I was still in the U.S. And I started watching this Netflix show called is it cake <laughs> and it's one of those stupid you know baking shows or whatever but you know what i've watched a lot of baking shows for some reason and yeah. this one really really wasn't bad because basically they went out and looked for the best i didn't know there was such a thing as cake artist okay <laughs> In the U.S. and Canada. And they had them basically every week they would have to make a cake out of an object. 
Okay. And they would have also decoys that are the same thing, the same object, and put their cake in the midst of those decoys and have judges determine which of those five, six things is actually a cake. So okay. The way you win is obviously if the judges don't don't guess which is cake, right? Got it. It, it was fantastic. I watched all eight episodes, and this is a very weird-looking uh, dude who ended up winning it. But he is absolutely talented. I mean, he won of the preliminary games. He won like three of them. Wow! And then also he made it to the finale. Man, it was very impressive. And and this guy, Mikey Day from SNL, was the one who hosted it and Mikey Day is funny. I like Mikey Day. <laughs> you wouldn't have expected him to be so good as ho uh, hosting something like this, but he was great. That's awesome. That he is also awesome. Had several of his of his uh SNL compadres as judges, you know, on each episode, at least one or two of them would show up. Uh I think uh, Heidi Gardner was in there were several of the SNL cast that uh, functioned as judges. And, but like, yeah, seriously, it's, it's one of the better baking contest shows I've seen out there. Really, really great group of people. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like the name too, because it makes me think of the, um, the Eddie Izzard sketch to cake or death. Oh, really? <laughs> Which if you haven't watched, it's on YouTube. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I have to find out. <laughs> yep. I have to find out. <laughs> I, I like Eddie Izzard anyway, so he's he's funny, but it's it's cake or death. It's just it's 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 a good sketch. <laughs> I do love it. Eddie Izzard does Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Dude that really doesn't care what everybody else thinks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> So if it hasn't come to you yet, Jojo, then we move on to the topic of the day. Well, I actually do remember uh, I rewatched a movie that uh, it's been a long time. I actually saw it in the movie theater when it first came out, but it's on Netflix now called Looper. And it's kind of a time travel movie with Bruce Willis and um, God, I just lost his name, jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And uh, so it's, it's about, people who can time loop and how they can change the future and change the past and change the present. And, uh, it's, it's a very stylistic movie. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it a lot. Enjoyed it a lot when I first saw it in the movie theater and I, I enjoyed it again on a rewatch. So, uh, if you have, if you have time, a couple hours to just lose, <laughs> I recommend looper. Yeah, I, you know what? The crazy thing is I do remember having started that movie at least a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I may have started it, watched it until like half through it, and then went and did something else, and may have finished the whole thing on an airplane traveling or ever. The fact is, it, it, my memories of it is very fractioned, so I'll probably have to watch it again. It's kind of a, a fraction movie, like a fractured movie. So uh, your memories might be correct. <laughs> Maybe I did watch the entire film. You may have. 
Funny, Georgia. That might be that, that might be true. Maybe I, that's the way I remember them. <laughs> <laughs> it may just be. All right. All right. And so let's then move on to um, our topic of the day. Today we are talking about a movie, actually, called mm. Windfall. Windfall, yes. And there's several things about this movie that I liked. The first of it was the fact that we will mention this movie when we did our What's Coming What's Coming in March. Yes. Um, little YouTube video that we do. By the way, if you listen to this podcast, but you've never watched our content on YouTube, you should probably go ahead and try that because if at any point this podcast get get a bit long to you, but you do want to finish the topic we've started, you can always jump on YouTube because it's a smaller condensed. It's not a clip. It's just, it's, it's just a condensed version of the episode, very well recapped. And also, mm-hmm. every now and then, we will post videos that are specific lists of something to watch, some you know, whether on YouTube or whether, I mean, whether on Netflix or whether on Hulu or anything else. But on a monthly basis also, we have been posting uh, what's coming for the month, uh, incoming month. So Mm -hmm. right now, what's coming in April is up. Uh, It's been posted for the past eight days now. Yeah. And we have one for March up there too, if you... uh... Or like, I can't remember what was supposed to be coming in March. You can throw a, a watch onto that one too. Yeah, and you, and then just create your watch list uh, out of out of that. Yeah, uh, Jojo has been doing an absolutely fantastic job with the voiceover and the scripting of those videos, and makes my life easy because all I have to do is edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Graham. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jojo. <laughs> And by the way, thank you to the folks that have been uh, that have found us on YouTube. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we for the longest time in almost two years that we've uh, had the, the YouTube channel, we had not managed to make it to a hundred subscribers, and we were stuck at forty something subscribers. And over the past month we have made it to 100 subscribers and the numbers keep keep going up so obviously we're doing something that you like and we yep. appreciate that you're subscribing right yep yeah thank you very much and you know tell your friends and like and subscribe and for a small channel like us you know you may think eh, one subscribe doesn't mean anything but it really does so we thank you it absolutely does yes 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 Right, so Jojo, what can you tell us about Windfall? Uh, Windfall, uh, this movie. So Windfall is available on Netflix. It has cast of four, uh, most of which you only see three for most of the time, and that's Lily Collins, Jason Siegel, and Jesse Plemons. And it is a sort of like a a play or a closed room drama. I think you could say Um, it's been billed as a thriller. I do think it is a thriller, but in the old fashioned way of thrillers. So there's not a whole lot of gore or action or, or, you know, real exciting things like that happening. This is, is more in the sense of tension and character development 
and sort of the importance of the small things. So it's a about a man um, played by Jason Siegel who breaks into a tech billionaire's vacation home. We don't know why. And he's just kind of hanging out and looking at things and he does steal a few things, but he is unfortunately caught by the tech uh, billionaire character and his wife as they come for a surprise little pop-in vacation. So this is about the repercussions of what happened of them finding him and the repercussions of the decisions everybody makes ends in the, in the culmination of, of what happens at the very end of this movie. Yes, and in that sense, this is a very good movie. Because, yes. Um, it's, as you said, Jojo, it's one of those that once you see it done, once you, once you have watched this movie and you realize, crazy enough, you realize, I've just watched a movie with only four people and in the same bloody location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but throughout the entire watching the movie, it's the list of your problems. That is the list of your problems. You yeah. don't even realize that. You don't even think about that. It just flows like very easily. And it's one of those movies that is good at, at building tension but it doesn't get you over the edge to the point of wanting it to just like, just come out and say it or just come out and show me the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you want to go. You you still want to go ahead and take more of that tension and take more. It's, I've always referred to this type of drama as uh, <laughs> when a, a guitar, a blues guitar player, creates a lot of tension and and it's playing let's say a 16 bar blues and every note every chord that he or she plays is a seventh or a sus four and then all of a sudden bam it just culminates with with the conclusion with the resolution which is the one chord of, of whatever the blues is you, you still want more of that. Like you don't get tired of that because it's not repetitive, repeating the same, repeating the same thing, but rather giving you a glance of what's to come, mm-hmm. taking you as far as they can go. And then, ah, here we go. Yeah. I mean, how long was this movie? If you can, remember? it was ninety minutes. It was. It's a pretty short movie. Yes. One of the things that to me was attractive is the fact that the movie started with Jason Stiegel for the first, I want to say, eight minutes. It was only him. Yeah, no dialogue. And you, and you still was like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to watch what's going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No dialogue, no nothing. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, I, I need to know why this guy is here and what what is he doing? And I, I like Jason Stiegel anyway. And I think he did a, a really, I think he, he did a very interesting performance with this. Yeah, I mean, Jason Segal is a very interesting cat for me, especially coming mm-hmm. from the cast of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Because I think from very early on, even though he, he played, you know, he was Marshall on How I Met, How I Met Your Mother. Jason Segal, whenever he did movies, even while he was Marshall on How I Met Your Mother, 
he always gives you a sense that there was something greater about him, as an mm -hmm. If you remember forgetting Sarah Marshall, for instance. Yes. That was one of those movies too that were like, oh, I didn't know Marshall had that in him, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think this is this is a kind of movie that is right up his alley. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, no, I was just going to say that from my understanding, it's it's partially based on a, an idea that that he had because they, you know, he was bored <laughs> during lockdown and they all wanted to do something. And uh, Lily Collins' husband is the producer and director of this. And so they all just kind of got together and made something that was very small so that they had a, a, a small cast and a small crew that, that they could do this during lockdown, during COVID, and not have to worry so much about all of the restrictions or worry about getting anybody sick or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It does look like one of those projects, one. But to me, one of the most beautiful things about these kind of projects is the fact that there is, without a lot of effort, there's a Tespianesque sense about it. Because as you said, once there are only two or three people involved in one location, it does feel like a play. Yeah. And so actors have to play off of each other or really be in the mood, in character, in order to project like, as we said, the first eight minutes of the movie, it was only Jason Siegel just walking around the house and checking it out. Yeah. And 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 there was a lot of acting going on because as a as a watcher, it made you want to go through that little voyage around the house with him. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's check out this house with you, there because this is this is going good. You know. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, we're going to talk about the casting, but. Yeah, I do think that the choice, the casting choice was uh, uh, also interesting because Jesse Plemons, again, does it. And I think this is a movie that come next year, folks are going to, you know, going to have to look at it, at least from the point of view of Golden Globes and, and Oscars. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's that good of a movie. I remember when you made the What's Coming in March video, you refer to it as a Hitchcockian type of suspenseful thriller. And there was all that in it, uh, I can tell. Yeah. You weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's very old-fashioned. And I hate to keep using that, but, you know, you, you, you'd mentioned it before, and, and that's the way I feel, too. And I, I'm sad because the movie doesn't have really all that great of reviews, Um I don't think people understand this movie is <laughs> kind of the feeling that I'm getting from reading the reviews. I think they were expecting more of a, a John Wick type thing to happen. And there, there's a lot of nitpicking about the way the characters act and the way they word things and, and, and that kind of thing. But I'm like, I don't think you guys really get what this movie is. Like this is, this is, a, like a Hitchcock movie where it's not for the blood and the gore. It's not for the action. This is for the kind of tension you get between humans. So I, I, I do think that judging by the reviews that I've read, because it, the movie doesn't really have that greater reviews, which I think is a shame because I think the movie is misunderstood in that sense. I think that 
people were expecting more of a, a John Wick style thriller, perhaps, or maybe we've been conditioned to expect something different from thrillers. There's a lot of nitpicking about the way people act towards each other that I, I I'm like, I don't think you guys really understand that <laughs> this person has been, the character of Jason Segal has been thrust into a position that he did not want, did not expect. So of course he's not going to act like your regular, like, you know, kidnapper. <laughs> so that, that bothers me because I don't think this movie is getting the respect or the views that it should be getting. And I, I, I know that there's an audience for this out there and I want them to find it because it is really a fantastic movie. And part of me almost wishes that maybe it would be more understood if it had been set in the past, like if it had been set in the sixties or something like that. And then maybe people would be more like, Oh, I get it. This is like a, an old fashioned thriller or a film noir or something like that. I don't know. That's, that's, I have no problem with it being set in present tense, but I, that's kind of the feeling I get. Like maybe if it had been pat, set in the past that people would understand more of what the vibe of this movie is. Well, I, I think I remember there was someone asked Tyler Perry once, what, what do you think people's problem is with you? Because some people think that you are literally the worst movie maker, filmmaker or whatever. And he's like, I don't care about those people because they're not my audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and arrogant as it may sound, uh, I think you're absolutely right. It's just that this is not the people who don't understand this movie is because this is not the type of movie that they like. This is not the type of movie that they watch. This is not the type of movie that is made for them. Uh, I'm sorry that they misconceive the movie based on just you know the the type. <laughs> type word thriller or suspense but that's simply not the kind of movie that he, that that they they tend to enjoy and it's perfectly fine if they move along yeah what what bothers me and what bothers you too is the fact that these are the same people who make their own assumptions when their assumptions don't come true then they go online and voice an opinion that is completely baseless about a movie that is a perfectly fine thriller that they just didn't understand, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. You know, again, we talk about oversimplification. People, people uh, are so used to being catered to that they don't seem to understand that there are larger concepts out there that is beyond their their personalized understanding of what things should be. Yeah, But again, I do think that there's a public, there's an audience for this movie, and hopefully that audience, you know, enjoys that movie as we did, because really, it's a beautiful movie, by the way. It is. The score is... Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. It's just unbelievable, because again, you, as you, you said, we don't want to abuse the term old-fashioned. But I think what keeps you going with these movies, actually, the score is that type of that type of scoring that even the steps that are taken are through the lens of the of the of the music behind it. And it it, it makes it interesting, it makes it beautiful. It creates that suspense that makes you want to continue watching, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that, that struck me too and it, it had slipped my mind that I was like, the score on this is fantastic. Yeah. And and um, a throwback, <laughs> well, I'll try that instead of the other one, <laughs> a throwback, a callback, um, old-fashioned. But it's, 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 it's sort of a character itself, which is... I, I like it's 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 almost the narrator, if you will, um, yes. and it's our musical narration, and I I love that. Like I just I'm I'm I love old movies that do that. Like Laura is a great example of that. Anything Otto Preminger, you have the score that just tells the whole story and will break your heart, or make you scared, or make you happy just as much as the performances. So. Whoever did, I forget who scored this, but they did a fantastic, beautiful job. And I, I, I love it. I love it. And I know that some people, it's not their thing, but I just, I want the right audience to find this movie. I think that's part of the reason why we're talking about it. It's like, please watch this movie. It's so good. And the thing is that this is the type of movie that you, you, you can't just be single-minded about. Agreed. Because... You know, like if you so the way I compare this movie is that if you can't watch this movie and find something good about it, then don't bother watching the tra the tragedy of my Beth on Apple TV Plus with with Denzel Washington and Francis. Francis, Francis. Yeah. So, so that's exactly my point: is that if you can't watch this particular movie and like it for what it is and find the the art about because this is an artist's movie a filmmaker's movie this is no this is not transformers right this is not a movie for the masses not never going to be a blockbuster none of that it's not transformers all right yeah this is an artist movie and this is something that will when you watch it it will bring you closer to understanding what making movies was all about when when the whole thing started yeah. and why some people make films isn't it yeah. why, why some people have stuck to stuck to cinema yeah you know um, what else did i have about this i think i had something else but you going on ahead just because i <laughs> Um, I, I, I also, you know, I, I loved the, the setting, the, the very insular setting. I loved the, the cinematography of that. I think the cinematography in this is fantastic that their, their videographer or filmmaker was, was very good at capturing, at capturing or editor, perhaps at capturing things that are important to the story without going, Hey, this is important to the story. Hey, 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 Hey. You know, that it was just kind of, it was, you know, just subtle enough for you to go like, hmm, was that something I should pay attention yeah. to or not? You know, yeah. I, I I liked that about it. And I, I, so I, I don't know. I feel like I just can't say enough about how good this movie is. It's not perfect. Of course, it's not perfect, but it is so good and such, such a, 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 a I think a, it's flying under the radar. And it, if you, if you like artistic films, if you like high dialogue films, if you enjoy watching the performances of some very talented actors and an actress, then um, this movie is just, it's just fantastic. I mean, 100% agreement with you in that, you know, 
this movie take you to places that you just let yourself be guided. And then afterwards you said, was I supposed to go there? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that's, that is the beauty in, in, yes, it is an earth of the cinematographer and the editor, the editor and the director, but it also let you in, in terms of dialogue, And in terms of action, it led you into certain reality paradigms. Yeah. Haves and have nots. Yes. That is not too preachy, but is there. And you just have to pay enough attention because in the dialogue, there's a lot of that. Yes. Not necessarily meant as a social commentary, but rather a a question of human decency, if you will. Yes. Yes. Right? Like no one is being like, yo, this is how society sh- should function and I'm against that. That's not what the movie is saying. No. It's rather saying, look, I probably aspire to be as rich as you are, but on top of that, I would like to remain a decent human being. And you're yes. not. Yes. <laughs> you're yes. Yes. And then you have the other guy saying, well, you know, the only reason I am I've gotten to where I am, which, you know, all of these motherfuckers, rich assholes do, <laughs> this, this, this weird ass, you know, self-made virtue that they all want to preach. Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, that, that, that's not true. <laughs> you, this is the story you tell yourself every night to fall asleep. But if you are able to make it where you are, it's because you knew how to exploit people. <laughs> Yes. You know I mean? Yes. But none of that is said as clearly and as you know straightforwardly as I'm saying it. You just no, have it, to pay attention to that part of the dialogue. It's very, very nuanced, and I think Jesse Plemons does such a fantastic job of that. Like this character could be. He would have, I can't see anybody else playing him because honestly, I feel like it would have turned out terrible, but he knew just how much to bring to the table to make this guy be an asshole, but just to the point of, 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 of tension, not to the point of, 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 oh my God, I wish this guy would just die already or anything like that. Just (laughs) like, like, just shut the fuck up. You know, you never felt that way with him really, but it it really, but at the same time you were like, as towards the end, the little, you know, speech that, or the conversation that he and um, Jason Siegel share, uh, nobody is the name of the character. You know, it's, you're, you're a bad person. Like you're, you're just a bad person. And I'm not saying that you're, you know, Hitler or that you've done war crimes or anything like that, but you're just not a good person. (laughs) And, and, and Jesse Clements is so, so good in it. And, and Lily Collins too. Yes. I actually love the character that Lily Clements played because, so I want to say that the character that Lily Clements played is one that knows exactly who she is with and perhaps hates herself every day for being with this person. Yeah. At the same time is one of those people who is hoping 
that they are enough of a good influence on that person to make them a better person, you know. And yeah. it sort of reminds me of those, you know, Trump cabinet people that used to say, yeah, I know that things are bad and I should resign, but I'm not resigning because I have to be the grown-up in the room kind of shit. Yes. <clears throat> Which on one hand sounds very reasonable, but on the other hand sounds like, yeah, fuck you. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just as bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And those conversations occurred too within the movie. And, and but it's so brilliantly scripted that it it's like drinking a nice glass of water with lemon or something. Yeah. It's, it's just so tasteful. Yeah. Like I said, here's what I suspect about this movie. I think this is a movie that people are going to continue to discover with time. And it might easily become like an absolutely, you know, absolute cult of a movie. Yeah. Know, with time. Yeah. Because perhaps a 20-something-year-old who may have watched this movie today didn't really value it for what it was. And then five years later, they go back and watch it and find the value in it. But the same could be said for any person who think of themselves as, you know, a, a moviegoer. Because I know that a lot of us have given movies a second chance. And yeah. we've ended up saying, you know what? I got it wrong the first time. This is actually a good movie, isn't it? Yeah. That's my yeah. hope, at least. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. Because, you know, there's a lot of films from the, the throwback era. Uh, you know, Hitchcock had failures that are now huge considered classics uh Otto Preminger um um oh I just forgot his name Billy Wilder I mean they all had their films that came out and the audience was like <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know like 30 years later it, people you know would discover it on video or whatever and, and and critics would be like what in the world how how was this a flop this is fantastic and so you know it's it it just because something doesn't have great reviews when it first comes out doesn't mean it isn't a fantastic movie and just because something has fabulous reviews when it first comes out does not mean that it's a fabulous movie oh absolutely <clears throat> shit that I'm like, what the fuck did they watch? Yes, I have to. Yep, I have to. Um, I think throughout our entire review, we have basically talked about the cast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard not to when there's really three to four. <laughs> no, it's really hard. Um, the fourth character here, the Mr. Gardner. Yes. What's his name? The the actor's name? Yes. Uh, let's see. He is Omar Leva. Okay. Dude had maybe about six minutes in the movie and yeah. quite an impact. Yes, he did. Yes, he uh, did. Like I said, you have to watch this movie. You have to if you haven't seen this movie, you have you have to you have to Take a take a moment, watch it, 
If you've seen the mo this movie and you didn't like it, after you listen to this podcast, please go back and watch it. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we've uncovered something on this film that you probably uh, missed or skipped. But this is an yeah. absolutely beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad we watched it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So, um, what kind of punctuation, what kind of grade, grading would you give this movie, Jojo? I would give it, honestly, four stars. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. For, for the effort and the scripting and the cinematography and the scoring, I actually would give it a five-star movie. I feel this strongly about it. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, we, we, you know, we've gone through the cast. It's only like four people. Seriously, four people. <laughs> yep. We're not playing around when say sort of. Mm -hmm. No. Only four people. And they're all fantastic. All great, right? Yeah. So it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Windfall. Windfall, yes. And, uh, watch it and come back and tell us what you think. Yeah. And it's it's only ninety minutes, so it's not a long movie, and uh, it's 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 well worth the the ninety minutes to watch it. Ah, Well, folks, you know this has been a short one, uh, but I'm on the road, and you know, even though we had already announced last week that we were probably skip this week. Um, but we decided, you know, since this equipment it it is mobile, we can take it anywhere. So, uh, you know, just haul it around and uh, record from wherever I was. And so here we are. And uh, uh, I, I I hope you understand that obviously the quality, the quality is not going to be quite the same as when we're in studio. Uh, when we podcast from a hotel room, but the most important thing is that we didn't leave you without an episode. And uh, hopefully you like it. Yes. That's right. That's right. Uh, so you can certainly follow us on, uh, on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. You will find Jojo on Instagram, exclusively on Instagram. KNS co-host. KNS co-host. And I am Graham, Mr. Putzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. You can also visit us on our website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com, where you will find all the places where you can actually listen to this podcast. If you don't want to listen to it, like on our website, just choose which app is convenient for you. Listen there. And also, you can find where you can contribute to this podcast. You know, give us some money. Buy us a coffee. And it's exactly, the app is called Buy Me a Coffee. You have the option of doing a monthly offering or, if you want to, a one-time contribution. No amount is too little to contribute to this podcast. 
we will appreciate it. We'll yes. Thank you very much. Right? Yep. And so we are going to call it a day. Uh, Jojo in the California and myself in Amsterdam, Netherlands. We are calling it a day. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. Bye. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.